Welcome to the Bucket List Buster Travel Show. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running the travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in. Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with families and friends. And finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And here's the host of your show, Karen Duncan. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, board tarde, everything's irie, and good afternoon. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome everybody, this is Karen Duncan, your host of Your Bucket List Buster, and I am thrilled to be here today. We are in for a fantastic show. I have the pleasure, always the pleasure, you know I'm so pleasurable when it comes to my guests, but we have the pleasure of having Marco Fernandez, owner and vice president of Sangres Vacations, a tour company that provides customized and destination specialists for Portugal and Spain experiences. San Grace is famous for the school of navigation built by Prince Henry the Navigator, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. We'll also talk about the trends that have emerged in 2017, like the millennials being the largest traveling population, adventure and active travel, responsible travel, and more. Plus, I'll be announcing some, some of our trips of the week. Your Bucket List Buster will be hosting several trips around the globe next year. So we'll be discussing those and give you a little detail. And then you can find the rest on your Bucket List Buster Facebook page and Peaks Cruises and Tours webpage under Group Travel. It's a great show and we are headed to Portugal. So my thought for the week customizing your vacation. A lot of people tend to think that you only have to use packaged vendors, suppliers, um, travel agents that only do um, packages. Well, the, the benefit of working with suppliers, some suppliers especially, like the ones that we're going to talk to today, Sangres Vacations, is the ability to be able to customize your vacation and your trip the way you want it to be. People are starting to require more customization um, and special, special things that they want to do while they're on vacation. And you're missing the mark if you don't request some of those things. What's the good of going to Portugal if you're not going to taste Portugal wines? What's the point of going to China if you're not going to um, customize that trip that you've been waiting to go to for so long? What's the point of going on a cruise even and getting to a port of call that you've been looking forward to and then not doing some of the things that that destination is known for? It's really important that you require and you request what you're looking for. Know what you have in your mind and your vision about where you wanted to go and why you wanted to go there. And then find someone that can help you because I just really believe that customizing a vacation package so that it fits your family, your individual desires and, and, and um, needs 
is what makes the whole travel experience or vacation experience what you've dreamed of it being. So even with when we're talking about our special needs families, things that we can do to help customize their vacations so that when they are traveling, it's less stressful. We want to do that for everyone. So what are some of the things that you need to to do in order to customize your trip? A, do your homework. People ask me all the time, how does the Internet affect a travel agent's business? Well, what it does is it, it provides for me more educated customer, a customer that knows more about what they're looking for on their vacation. So do your research. Go to the Internet. Look at the destination. Find some of the things that you want to do at that destination. And then you can transfer that information to whomever is helping you um, prepare your vacation package. The other thing is think about the things that you like to do. Do you like to ride bikes? Do you like to shop? Would you like to have a personal private shopping trip? That can be arranged. What about a private car to your hotel? That also can be arranged. What about a deep sea fishing um, opportunity with just you and your family? That can be arranged. A private dinner in a very specific restaurant? Those can be arranged. What about that sporting event? We not too long ago had um, road trips. The um, supplier that does customized extreme sporting events, not necessarily extreme, but Super Bowls and and high-end um, sporting events. Those are the type of, of companies that are out there now that can help customize anything that you want. Now, customizing sometimes come, comes with a price. You have to be willing, depending on what your level of customization is and your destination, be willing to pay that extra so that you have that customized experience. But if you combine that with a group, which is what I'm always telling everyone, finding another group of, a group of people that want to share this experience, not so much so that you can stick to each other like glue, but so that you can get some amenities, sometimes some discounts, you, you will have an opportunity to save yourself a little money. So just think about that as you have left your, your this summer vacation, the kids are about to go back to school for those that have children still at home. You've had a great summer. You've, you planned your trip. You did what you wanted to do. Think about when you're looking at doing something for next year, how would you customize it a little differently? What things would you include or take away that you um, didn't experience this year? and just start writing them down. So when you're ready to plan that trip for next year, you'll be ready to transfer that information to whomever it is that's gonna help you put that together. Those are my thoughts for the week. And this is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. I'm gonna take a quick break. And when I get back, we're going to talk about the trends that have developed in travel in 2017. I'll talk to you in a minute.
As you know, I have started your Bucket List Buster Meetup. And on August the 26th, we are going to have our second event, meeting at Tortuga Restaurant in Round Rock, Texas, featuring Carolyn Zakaris of Emerald Waterways. Some of you may have remembered her being on the show, where she'll be presenting on river cruising. Join our meetup at meetup.com, your bucket list buster, even if you're long distance, so that you can join us on one of our ventures for 2018. Speaking of adventures in 2018, this week's featured trips are, we are doing a Cushada Casino Resort bus motor coach. Join your bucket list buster on April 23rd, leaving from Pflugerville, Texas, arriving in Cushada in Kinder, Louisiana that afternoon. We will be there all day gaming, watching shows, eating great food, having a good time, and we'll leave there at midnight on our return back so that you can rest and relax and rejuvenate before having to return to work on Sunday the 24th. We're going to be gaming right along. If you're not a gamer, because there's lots to do, you can hang out and eat good food with me. I'm not a gambler. We'll, you can have a massage, massage, and we'll have lots of fun on the motor coach, watching movies, talking to each other, doing raffles, and just having great fun. Our pickup will be at 6 a.m. in Pflugerville. We'll head on to Giddings or LaGrange and pick up there. The cost is $52 per person. A deposit of $30 is due by August the 20th with the final remaining on September the 15th. Folks, this is already selling, so it's going to sell out. So if you like motor coaching and you like gambling, then join your bucket list buster on our first Cushada Resort and Casino Run. This is your bucket list buster, Karen Duncan. Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. This is Karen Duncan, your host. And I am here to talk about what some of the trends are for 2017 related to travel. So it's official. The millennials are the largest generation in history, beating the baby boomers. I can't imagine. So us baby boomers had all these babies and now we're, we're being overtaken and overrun. They are the youngest generation with disposable income, which is being um, admired and the travel industry is paying attention to this. So it's leading some decision making and trends in, in this new year about what's, how um, we're planning travel and how we as suppliers need to look at what they are looking for, what our millennials are looking for. They do a lot of research and they like to book their trips and tours online, but they also like to use travel agents. So let's talk about some of the things that millennials like to do, but some of the boomers do too, because we're the youngest old generation out there. So adventure trips and active and adventure trips, I've said this before, According to Virtuoso, that's the number one trend for 2017, active and adventure travel. These experiences include Africa, swimming with whale sharks in Mexico or Australia, and hiking the Swiss Alps. And dive companies are having an increase like you would never believe. 
53% to 47% in comparison, especially in Africa and South America. The, the adventure travel um, industry is booming right now because people are hiking and cycling and they want to do things while on vacation, not just lay on the beach. Another increase today, 80% of travel decisions are made by women. So female solo travelers are out there and they are deciding whether they're married, single or divorced. Women are wanting to travel. And that's always been the trend, uh, according to our travel agency that we've noticed is a the wife makes the phone call and decides what she wants to do. And the husband goes along with it most of the time. Or B, we get a group of women that have decided they want to go. They're not going to wait on the husband or the boyfriend or the, the male figure that, that, that doesn't even exist in their life to take their trips. So they're getting their girlfriends and they're going on cruises. They're going on uh, destination trips. Uh, they're going on the trips of a lifetime. They're not waiting. 72% of women took a solo trip in 2014. And the number is increasing and will continue to increase over the years. Tour companies cannot ignore this market. And as you notice, a lot of cruise lines now have solo cabins. Norwegian Cruise Line is big on their solo cabins so that you don't have to pay the single supplement. And other companies are starting to fall, fall into that as well. Food tourism, huge, huge. I'm a part of the World Food Tourism and, uh, Travel Organization and Association, and people want to travel to try new things. I always tell people, if you want to get a finicky kid away from um, being a finicky eater, then you need to take them on a trip. Because guess what? There are no chicken fingers in a lot of the places that you're going to go. There are no peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in a lot of places that you're going to go. That's what you do to break your kid of, of being a finicky eater. So food tourism has become an emerging trend among travelers everywhere. And tourism experts have taken notice as well. So this is an experience that is tied to culture of a location. And many travelers consider it to be one of the best ways to, to know about the history and the background of a, of a destination. And it's a fantastic way to learn about the culture. So suppliers are providing these culinary experiences so that people can get immersed in the culture according to the food. Responsible tourism. There is a global change affecting all of us, whether people believe it or not. So we must be aware of the experiences we have on the planet and the changes that are going, going on. In 2017, according to this article, the Secretary General of the UNWTO, the International Year of Sustainable Tourism by the UN as a unique opportunity to advance the contribution of the tourism sector to the three pillars of sustainability, economic, social, environmental, while raising awareness of the true dimensions of a sector which is often undervalued. People, we've got to recognize that there is a global change and we have to be responsible um, tourists when we go to a destination. Make sure that you support the locals, not just on the beaten path, but places that sometimes are underutilized. Um, the small business person on the side of the road, um, the small shops, mom and pop shops, 
find local homes that will allow you to come in and, and try food at their table. Those are ways that you impact the economic development of a, of a nation, um, being able to help support the, the whole des destination, not just the places that they want tourists to go to. Sustainable tourism. You know, I taught sustainable tourism at Austin Community College, and there's a couple of things about sustainability. One is making sure that we support the small business person. Two, making sure that the companies that you work with, the hotels, the tour companies, um, airlines, all of us are responsible in the fact that these people are getting a living wage when they are supporting the tourism industry and not just a front so that you think they're getting a living wage. Are they able to live close to their jobs or are they trans are they um, commuting two and three hours a day to get to their workplace? Um, I know in Jamaica they've had that problem, but there's there's no affordable living in the areas of, of the where the tourists go, where the resorts are. And these people are having to travel long distances. Are the is the money that you're spending in a destination being um, shipped out to a, another country because the country owns the resort that you're staying in or, or a company in another country? Or are these home-based resorts and hotels so that the money is, is rotating back through the, the local economy? I could go on forever about uh, sustainable tourism. That's kind of one of my hot buttons. But let's talk about some other things that are trends for 2017. Mobile photography. If you go on a tour, it should be required that a, the tour guide gives you an opportunity to stop and take photos. And what's happening is most of the photography that's being done right now are people taking photos on their mobile phone. And what does that allow you to do? It allows you to then post it on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all your social media all at one time while you're there and in the heart of it. Making those videos, those are the things that people like to see where you are and what you're doing. And it's amazing um, how many people are no longer using cameras, especially with the millennial group. And even with some of us um, um, in the older generations, we have taken up to using our mobile phones to do that. Photo walk. This point is even highlighted on a website and it helps drive tourists that might not have confident enough to take these photos otherwise, but being able to um, walk and, and on your hike and being able to take your, your photos is a great way um, to take pictures. Another trend that is really kind of funny we're, we're now of the generation or of the era where we combine everybody's names like couples like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were um, Jolie Pitt you know so now business and leisure travel business and leisure affectionately known as leisure is a favorite topic among tourism experts this year it's predicted to be very lucrative and a trend for tour and activity activity providers in 2017. So what is leisure travel? It is when a person is on a business trip and then turns around after they're done with their business and takes in the sites and the tourist attractions of the destination that they're going to. This isn't a new concept folks, but it's become a bigger trend 
that destinations are recognizing that they can provide some opportunities for for the tr- the commercial or the business le- uh, business traveler. So, for instance, you go to a conference for your job, and the destination management company puts together a an organized tour for the group, or you find some additional folks that are there with you on your on this business trip, your coworkers perhaps, um, and you guys decide that you want to take in the sights, eat some food, go see um, something that is an attraction for, of this destination, and you just make it a fun thing. The other piece of it is on these business trips, a lot of time people bring their significant others. So while you're at work, your spouse or significant other goes out to see the sights, do some shopping, eat some foods, go on some of the, the tours that are available at the destination. Um, and then you meet up a little bit later on. Some people are extending their business trip. Some of them are doing it while, you know, in the afternoons or evenings after their meetings. But it has become a huge industry um, situation um, for the travel and leisure business. And those are our trends for this week. I hope you've enjoyed those. When we come back from break, I have our guest speaker, Marco Fernandez, who is the owner and senior vice president of Sanger's Vacations, an international tour operator and destination expert for Portugal and Spain. So Marco was born in a small village in Portugal, and he has always had a passion for people and travel, spent nearly 15 years working in the travel industry as a director of an airline contracting, and he has managed numerous multi-million dollar business contracts with the international airlines, focusing on delivery, delivering and the best experience for the tour customer. Marco led a contracting and customer service team in the traveling industry and ensuring the highest level of customer service across all tour programs. Marco speaks Portuguese, English, and Spanish which has allowed him to create global relationships with hotels, restaurants, airlines across Europe, North America, and South America. In 2013, Marco, along with his wife, Fatima Fernandez, started Sager's Vacation, providing a personalized itinerary with authentic and rich cultural experiences to Portugal and Spain. Marco believes that the difference is in the details and leads his team in creating unique, authentic experiences for his customers. He's passionate for delivering the best of Portugal and Spain and evident in every one of the itineraries, which consists of personalized touches, including home-hosted meals, private wine tastings, stays in 14th century castles, and others. Marco understands that today's traveler is looking for more than just hotels, airfare, and bus tours. He or she is looking to connect with the destination. Marco is seen regularly tour guiding in his home country of Portugal and Spain and fosters a feeling of traveling with family and friends across all his individual and small group itineraries. Marco created and fostered the motto of don't just travel, experience it across his entire team and all his programs has resulted in a customer 97% satisfaction rate during the last 18 months. Marco holds a Bachelor of Arts in Marketing and Management from Felligan College in Lodi, New Jersey, and currently serves on the board of a number of local organizations in Massachusetts. He is a father of two beautiful children, 
Brianna and Matthew. And when we get back, we will be talking to Marco. I can't wait for you to, I can't wait because he's an amazing, amazing person. And he's so passionate about travel, just like I am. So it's always good. This is your bucket list buster. I'll be back in a minute. Hey, 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 this is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. And yes, we are doing some trips. We are checking off that bucket list in 2018. And to start off small, for you guys that have not traveled maybe quite a lot, don't have a lot of time, or just looking for something to do in the winter when it's nice and cold where you live, we are headed to the Yucatan and Cozumel, Mexico. That's right, a winter getaway from Galveston, Texas. We're leaving on Royal Caribbean's Vision of the Seas, February the 28th through March the 5th. We'll, the prices are starting at $401.55 per person, double occupancy for an inside cabin, and $413.55 per person for an ocean view. Deposit is only $80 due in by August the 25th and final payment is due November the 15th. So come on, if you don't have a lot of time, there's no excuse. Your bucket list buster is doing a winter trip just for you. Four days, that's right, four days. There is no excuse. We hope to see you and make sure you check it out on facebook.com, your bucket list buster. Welcome back. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. And I am excited to tell you all about a new company that I'm hoping to get to visit very, very soon. I have with us today Marco Fernandez, the vice president of Sangres Vacations, a tour company that provides customized and destination specialists for Portugal and Spain experiences. Welcome, Marco. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so glad you could join us today. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How, who are you and how did you end up where you are today? Sure. So um, I actually, I was born in Portugal and, the, and that's the expertise in Portugal and Spain. Okay. Um, so I, I was actually grew up on a small little farm outside of Porto, one of the, the second like, largest city in Portugal. Um, and uh, immigrated to the United States back in the late 80s and uh, always had uh, inclination for travel. My first job out of school, um, I was a procurement manager for a specialty food import group, so I traveled okay. a, lot, uh, a lot around the globe. And two of my biggest passions is food and travel, so I knew nice. that eventually uh, I wanted to have a business on my own, that I wanted to include both of them. And funny enough, a lot of the programs that we put together, a lot of the uh, customized itineraries, as, as you mentioned, um, they include a lot of the history of the, each region through culinary experiences, either culinary or uh, enotourism with some of the wine tastings in the different regions, both in Portugal and Spain. So it can kind of came together, um, you know, um, just just you know, working with, with those two passions. And now I'm lucky enough to have uh, three offices, um, you know, a small team, but uh, mm -hmm. specializing in, in really those um, destinations and creating those connections with the customers. That's, that's good. I love, I love eating and drinking in new destinations myself. 
<laughs> yeah, and, you know, you get to know the destination just by the different tastes, and you know, even though it's a small region, you you get to taste um, every place is a little bit different, different flavor on um, on each of the region region, and you learn about the history. You know, exactly. not just about the food, but also a lot of times we we include a lot of the culinary experiences are in either local vineyards, they're family-owned, so they have recipes that originate back hundreds of years ago that are still mm. carried on by the family. So those are things that you can't find at a typical restaurant here in the States or, or some other parts of the world. I think that's what we're missing so much. I grew up in the Chicago area where we had a lot of people that had immigrated from other countries. And so we had neighborhoods full of restaurants that were authentic um, from the homeland. And I miss that living in Texas. I always tell people that Texans tend to text everything. So we put the Texas spin on it so that people will adjust to it. And I think that take, and I take, I think that takes away from the authenticity of the original recipes. Like you said, that's what makes traveling for me so much fun. And so interesting is to be able to taste the foods as they were meant to be cooked by the families for years and years and years. Exactly. Right on. And I think a part of it too is, you know, when you can have a wine pairing from the vineyard and you you go outside and see all the local wines that are being, um, you know, produced right there on, on these beautiful uh, vineyards that are alongside either the Doral Valley or, the Alentejo Plain areas in Portugal, and you get to see how that that meal is really prepared, not just in the ingredients of the food, but also the pairing with either the white wines or the red wines or the port wines for dessert. So it's really interesting. That That is. And, you know, I love wine, and I, I, I'm sad to say that I don't know that I've had Portuguese wine. Ah, you have to have it. It's been rated uh, the top, or I know it's in the top ten in the world every year of of, of wine. So, so you're gonna have to send have to travel out there. You're gonna have to send me an email of some wines I need to try here at home. I will, and I will. and you so that it. I can I can explore because I love I love wine. Food and wine are yeah, my some great wine. Things. Well, cool. So, so how did you go from? So did you go from the food industry straight into opening your your um, tour company? Um, or did I did you not. Take so some steps? between um, um, the food uh, industry, the, I spent about 10 years in, in that role. And then uh, when I met my wife through school, um, I then moved to Massachusetts because I was originally in New Jersey. Okay. And when I moved to Massachusetts, uh, I was lucky enough to be hired as a director of contracting at a, um, a at a tour operator, a big national tour operator that's based here in the East Coast. Um, and I spent about 12 years there. Uh, okay. And that's where I really, um, really uh, um, got my knowledge and my, my, my feet wet, so to speak, in the mm-hmm. industry, so to speak. You know, before that, I was traveling on my own. Uh, now I really had uh, some opportunity to really expand my knowledge and, and really um, touch all different aspects of the industry. So I spent 12 years there, and then I decided that I liked it so much that I wanted to start my own business. Nice. Really take on some of the things that they did well um, and also uh, explore and, and try to do things that perhaps they didn't do so well that I, I thought I could do a little bit better on. Isn't it amazing how we learn from others' mistakes? I think that's it is. amazing. It is. And I'm sure down the road, somebody's going to take what they learn here yeah. and, and try to improve. And I think it's just a, 
you know, it's one of those circles of life. I think that's yes. part of part of the nature of the of the beast, so to speak. That's perfect. So tell us about Sangre's vacations. Sure. So Sagres, um, you know, we, we we chose that name because it has a lot of meaning, historical uh, people that have been to Portugal, especially the southern area and the Algarve area, which is mm. known as uh, one of the top five areas to retire in the world. It's, it's a very mm. beachy type area of great golf. But the name Sagres is, comes from a small town on the very tip of that um, of that region, and that's where Prince Henry the Navigators and a lot of discoverers, the Portuguese discoverers back in the 14th, 15th century, that's where they traveled from to discover, you know, pretty much half the world at that time. So they discovered Brazil, they discovered a lot of the islands in Africa, um, a lot of the, in the other places in and around the world, and they, and they departed from this small city called Sagres. So Sagres to us has a big meaning, and that's why, although it's maybe not as easy for the average person in the States to, to pronounce it, it does... Um, really retain what we're about, discovering, right. connecting, you know, really getting to know the destination. Love that. Absolutely love that. So what what um, what type of tours do you guys do? Talk, talk yeah, to me so about the... the destination experts in Portugal and Spain. And, you know, interesting, Portugal and Spain are like brother and sister. You know, it's um, the, the region that's known as the Iberian Peninsula. It's so closely knit where, you know, you could be stepping on the Portuguese side of the border in the morning and then go have lunch in the Spanish side and not feel a major difference in, in mm -hmm. food, history, and culture. But as you explore the area, you see that there are really micro um, uh, cultures, micro uh, differences in the culinary and the history and so forth. So it offers so much. And people, I think, um, up until recently haven't really been able to explore that area. So what we try to do is uh, look into connecting the passengers with the, the destination. Again, be it the culinary end of it, the, the wine, private tastings. We do a lot of workshops including painting the blue tile, which is the azulejo, which is the Portuguese word for the, the tile that adorns all the houses in, in nice. Portugal. Um, you know, it could be the um, uh, behind-the-scenes show at, a, at a, a flamenco um, show. You know, you could meet the dancers at the flamenco show. Um, you know, really in-depth type of experiences. Uh, we, we have very unique type of itineraries, uh, you know, including staying in 14th century palaces where you could be the queen of your oh, castle nice. for a night or two. And I think every, you know, uh, especially the, the female audience loves that, uh, yeah. both in the Portugal side and in on the Spanish side with the posadas and the, and the paradores. So you really have to get a sense to, to explore history uh, dating back, you know, uh, seven, eight hundred years sometimes. Um, something That's that you amazing. really into here. Uh, and that's what really connects with a client. You know, you're walking in cobblestone um, bridges and streets that are, date back from the 12th century. Um, you know, both Portugal and Spain offer um, an array of UNESCO World Heritage Site. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned food before and the culinary, uh, I mean, the wines, the Douro region, which is in the north, uh, which is very close to where I was, I grew up in, is one of the UNESCO World Heritage Sites. And it's beautiful. It's um you know, you have a lot of wineries. You can stay there and or walk outside and be able to taste the, the local wines and experience a lot of the active activities like biking, hiking, and so forth. So, yeah, I noticed you do um, some biking tours. We do. We do. You know, uh, we've, we find that there's a lot of demand for people to kind of really um, break out of that 
um, bus type of mold, right? There's only so mm-hmm. much you can see on a bus tour that has got 30, right. 40 people. Um, it becomes uh, very limited when you have uh, a specific type of itinerary where you you know you have you leave in the morning, come back later in the evening, and you really don't get a sense of what you're seeing because you, you're on a schedule. So what what happens with the biking model is that you're really more free to uh, explore certain areas that number one are inaccessible by a large coach. And number two, it offers this amazing way of connecting and going into a small fishing village that maybe has a population of 25 people, but, you know, it has this traditional cafe and the local fishermen are pulling the fish right out of the water in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you really are able to to experience the day-to-day life of, of being in this uh, villa or in this uh, little village. So it it really connects you a lot more than just being on the bus and being able to drive by and seeing highways or just, you know, city centers. And then, and I love that. So what would be the perfect size group for someone doing that type of a cruise? I mean, that, you know, that type of a tour? Sure. And that's a great question. So usually we have um, groups varying size from eight to 12 people. We've had it okay. as large as 16 uh, when okay. it's uh, a more comprehensive itinerary. But those are really meant for the small groups, um, groups that are obviously uh, active and they love that experience. And, you know, one of the biking experiences that really is very popular these days with us is the uh, biking in the Alentejo, which is the Blue Coast. So that experience is really unique because it's it's your biking for, you know, 10, 12 miles a day, but it's very easily done. It's not your Tour de France. People don't feel like they're, they have to push themselves. Okay, good. The bikes are very comfortable. <laughs> Um, and it's, um, we have a picnic set up with, uh, glass, you know, um, dinner plates and a, you know, very traditional foods and these beautiful sceneries, be it by the castles or on the beach. And there's a full galley kitchen, um, that travels with you on a caravan. So you really, <gasps> really? get a sense of it. Yep. So it's really, it's not roughing it, so to speak. It's really seeing the destination, um, but really being able to experience so much more than, than just, um, you know, seeing a, hist- a museum or, or a Congress center or going into the shops. You're really able to admire the natural beauty of the coastline. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It is. Yeah, that really sounds like a lot of fun. I'm I'm just now trying to get into biking. And so, you know, when I hear bike tours, I become a little bit nervous because I'm a novice and I don't, sure. you know, I, I I don't know that I can do 25 miles yet, but you know, <laughs> some but I I you know, get, doing something like that would give me something to work toward so that I could get in exactly. shape to do that. Exactly. And know? there's different levels of difficulty for, you know, we have people that are very experienced bikers and they want the extra deg- uh, difficulties, um, degrees of difficulty. And certainly there are landscapes you can do that. But I recommend certainly, you know, it's meant for you to actually enjoy the sceneries, you know, right. uh, you know look at the rugged coastlines, be able to bike into these small little fishing villages that are inaccessible by, by the large coaches and be able to have uh, an espresso or a local um, craft beer or, or just a, some small tapas at these places that, you know, are really a local's delight. You know, they, they, right. they're really, you know, they're serving the locals. So you really get the sense, you know, we have 
um, you know, in the Doro Valley, for example, we have bakeries um, that are um, in these small towns, and they open at 6 in the morning. They're baking the fresh bread out of wood-fired oven. Mm. Uh, so when you arrive there, you're able to purchase for a very small uh, change, you know, uh, for a euro or two, you're able to, 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 to buy these loaves of bread really still warm from being baked in, uh, in, in overnight. So um, those are really I wish I had a smell-o-vision right now. Smel- yeah, smell-o- right. <laughs> I, I love bread. I love warm, yeah. fresh bread that just uh, with some olive oil. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's great. Great. And yeah, in Portugal, you get a lot of that. A lot of the good, very good bread and olive oil is very, especially in the south of Lisbon area, you have in Spain as well, um, near Seville, you have a lot of olive oil plantations. Um, and you know, one of the experiences we do is actually have picnics in those areas there. And they teach you about the olive oil facilities and the production and so forth. That's that's a good. I'm I'm salivating right now. I so tell me tell me a little bit about the uh, religious tours. I noticed that you guys um, have several of those. Sure, we do, um, and especially this year, 2017 is a special year um, because we it is the 100th uh, um, anniversary of the celebrations of the apparitions in Our Lady of Fatima. Um, mm-hmm. So for for those people that obviously. Uh, follow that. Um, it's been a very busy year. We've had, uh, I think, about six groups already travel. We have two more planning this uh, later on this year. Um, so we do uh, we do have a lot of itineraries that touch upon the the uh, Marian Shrine in Fatima, and then mm-hmm. also travel out to Santiago Compostela in um, Spain, and in some cases we also do Lourdes. It's you know they're very different. You know Fatima is one of it, it's really a local uh, shrine because I remember being young and this is I think where the personal connection also comes into play. Uh, being young and living about an hour and a half to two hours north of Fatima, I remember my father doing a pilgrimage or walking um, mm, two yeah. three days to get to the uh, to the shrine because it was a way of uh, paying your respects or, right. or thanking. Uh, uh, God for um, uh, something that that positive that happened. In his case, he was hospitalized and then he became better. So he was it was a way for him to give back. So every year, um, thousands and thousands of people do those pilgrimages. So right. Fatima to me has a very special meaning, and you know we're very very happy to have those itineraries. And it's such an an amazing magical place that you can only feel when you're there. And aside from the group tours, we do a lot, I would say, probably in the hundreds as far as private uh, uh, itineraries that include Fatima. So people okay. that go there, they're either families or just couples, and, they, and then we will uh, create a, uh, an itinerary where they either stay or visit Fatima for the day because it is really a special place. Nice. Very nice. Super nice. And... Um... I, I noticed also that you have some, you do a cruise on the Duro? Yeah, so river cruising, as we know, is has become very, very popular. Uh, for a lot of people that I know have done the ocean cruising and have done several of those, and I think river cruising sometimes is the the next natural next step, step for yeah. that <laughs> because it, it is very... Um, you know, it's more intimate feeling. Uh, sometimes you have a two-to-one ratio from uh, from a, um, a service type of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Small ships, great luxurious accommodation. So we do that on the Dora uh, Cruise, which is in the north of Portugal. And although the Dora River extends beyond the border with Spain, beyond Salamanca, 
it is really not navigable in Spain. So you can only navigate on the on the river in Portugal. Okay. Um, so what we do is we do either a five or, or a three or seven night cruise on the Douro River, and then you're able to every stop. So you stop, you know, six seven times. You're able to experience either the local wineries. You go to a wine producing um, uh, facility. You go to a facility that makes cheese the old-fashioned way. So it's very mm-hmm. hands-on because in that region, it's really um, where still a lot of the manufacturing is still done by hand. So it's very right. interesting to see, and it's a great way to travel because you're able to see the river from a different aspect. You're, you know, you're obviously on, on on the on the river itself. You look up, you see these beautiful vineyards on both sides. Very picturesque. Nice. I I do enjoy river cruising. I've been on one. I'm playing another. I thought it was going to be the Duro this coming this in 2018. But the group that we're doing wants to do the Danube, so I'm going to ah. push the Duro up, uh, off to 2000. Ooh, that is 2018 in it. To 2019. Um but I hope to get to Portugal before then, of course. Yeah, you should, definitely should should because they know a lot of you know, one thing that we do also suggest a lot of times when people are looking to do the, the Dora River is just with any river cruising, if you've done one in the past, I think you'll agree. Um, you know, the advantage is you're really on the ship itself for the dining, the um, the, the lodging experience, the service right. experience. And then you're able to stop in these beautiful cities throughout Europe and you're right in the downtown areas because usually it's where the river Right. Kind of form, you know, uh, aligns itself with the the geographic uh, geography of the of the cities. In the Douro River and the Douro Valley, it's a valley, so you do get, you know, you do travel out to the different facilities, but you don't get a sense to extend your stay as much because obviously you have a limited t- number of times. So we always right. suggest if you can stay in the vineyard, there's small, very boutique, you know, four star accommodations. Very, very beautiful. Um, you know, three nights and then do the the river cruising, not from the Porto where it starts, but uh-huh, do, it, yeah. can, do it from the begin the midway, so that way you can get both experiences. You can get That's a the, great the wineries, idea. and then you can get the river the river cruising experience as well. I love that. That's a great idea. And, and I never thought about Portugal as being a golfing getaway destination. Mm-hmm. It so, is. You know, Algarve, as I mentioned earlier is known as um, number one best uh, golf destination in Europe, if, if and I think number two or number three in the world. So, you know, wow. the Algarve is, is this beautiful region. It's where Sagres, is the villa I mentioned earlier, uh, as well is located. And it's a very uh, warm climate all year round. So in December, uh, and, you know, being here in the East Coast, December is not the best weather. Yeah. Um, so December, you can be playing golf, you know, teeing off, and, you know, you have temperatures in the 70s. Um, okay. So it's really, and that's why the weather is part of the reason why it's also been rated as one of the top destinations for people to retire. So it's definitely a very big um, golf destination. You know, other uh, other destinations in Portugal that uh, some people may not have heard too much about is also the Azores in Madeira. Oh yeah. So the Azores is a archipelago in the in the middle of the Atlantic. It's actually nine islands, and they're owned by Portugal, so it's part of Portugal. And um, it is very very um, beautiful. It's been uh, uh, rated, or it's actually been nicknamed the uh, Hawaii of Europe. So it's very natural beauty, rolling hills, um, beautiful waterfalls. It's volcanic in nature, so you have the 
volcanic craters, um, it's, and it's got tons of uh, water activities, hiking, whale watching. And nice. speaking of golf, you actually have two 18-hole 18 18 golf courses in the island of St. Michael and the Azores. So you can actually play golf in the island there you know, with the, um, the Atlantic Ocean uh, in the background. Yeah, and I'm looking at your um, tour, your island tour of the Azores. You do six islands. Yeah, we do six of the nine islands. Um, right, that's you know, nice. We have done the nine islands. That tends to be uh, uh, quite lengthy because of the all of the flights between the islands. Um, but mm-hmm. the six island tour is, uh, is one of the most popular ones there. And every island is a little bit different than, than, than the other ones, sort of like the regions in Portugal. They have... Uh, different culinary Person. traditions. They have mm-hmm. different, a little bit of a different culture in it. Um, and re, you know, if we recall, you know, dating back, you know, forty, fifty years ago, people in each island did not um, travel to other islands as much because there wasn't as much infrastructure. So they really right. cultivated their own kind of traditions and their own their own customs. So it's very uh, interesting to see that. And I just want to mention your website. This, this is where I'm looking at your programs for 2017 and 18, which are amazing. It's S-A-G-R-E-S, vacations with an S dot com. Correct. Um, you've got some amazing um, itineraries and different experiences on the website that are that are very enticing, I must say. So Thank tell you. me some of the some of the trends that you're seeing. What are your most popular, or or what are people asking for? Sure. So you know we we spent a little bit of time on the wine and culinary, um, mm-hmm. and that is one of the hottest trends I've seen uh, in the last eighteen months, and continues to grow. Um, I think every every week we have a, a request for either a private program that does the vineyards or a small group. Um, we also work with a lot of chefs and sommeliers that take some of their customers um, and our people that they know of that they are really into the uh, that um, type of uh, tourism into those areas. So really that is one of the biggest trends we've seen. The okay. other one I would say is really – a little bit different than I think your traditional tour is really going back to the roots of uh, the country. Um, we have a lot of people in the East Coast that have ancestors that are mm-hmm. came from Portugal, being the islands of the Azores, Madeira, or mainland Portugal. They do not speak Portuguese. They they have never been to Portugal, but they know that right. their ancestors. So we've actually seen an increased number of uh, requests for that as well, where they go back and they know that they came from this area, and so they want to experience the country. They want to see where they're from. They want to get a, a, be able to connect back to, to, to their family in some sort of way, and we've seen a lot of that. Um, and the other one, very interesting, too, is, you know, typical, you would think that uh, a lot of the younger uh, generation uh, would be looking at the uh, cruising, the all-inclusive, uh, sort of the sun and the fun, uh, or fun and sun, I should say, kind of mm-hmm. um, market, and and they do to certain ex- to certain ex- um, uh, aspects of it. But more and more, we've actually been able to create itineraries that are gear- uh, that are geared for younger type of travelers, and you know that's where the active uh, comes into play. Right. Um, so they're actually able to do hiking, uh, kayaking, horseback riding on the beach. You know, we have beautiful national uh, parks 
that they can do canyoning in. That, and, and I think being able to go back and touch and be in touch with nature in that way and still be able to get the history, the culture, and the, and the great culinary and the great cuisine and the wines, that's been the biggest, one of our bigger trends this year as well. Nice. Super nice. And, and you were, you kind of touched on folks liking the all-inclusive and you guys actually include a lot of the meals with mm-hmm. your tours, right? We do. And, you know, meals, as you can tell, I, I love food. I keep talking about meals <laughs> and, and wine because I, I love to eat. That's, that's one of Me my, too. one of my biggest defaults, but, um, I, you know, the meals is something that I, I'm very, um, peculiar about we choose the very top restaurants but when we say top restaurants they're really family-owned traditional restaurants right so what happens is that when you're on a tour be it a small group be it a private tour your guide which is accompanying you throughout will take you to this family-owned restaurant that's maybe 20 minutes outside your hotel in a small village but it's amazing food and if you most of the time if you look outside you will see the the different agricultural uh, fields where they plant ingredients that you're actually eating. So right. that's really where the, the where the difference that we feel that we can connect the clients uh, to is you're eating a meal. Uh, you can talk to the owners because they will speak English. Um, you know, in most cases in Portugal and Spain, it's very easy to uh, to speak and communicate English because everybody learns that as a second language. Right. Um, but so you're able to connect that over a meal and learn the history of, of the area. Why are we using this ingredient? Why is it so popular here? You know, uh, and, you know, the f- different flavors of it. So we're very careful choosing the, the restaurant so it's not these overly commercial where you see 25 coaches lined up. Right. They're Good. out of the way where you feel like, you know, you're the only one there of, outside of the locals, which, you know, I, to me personally, I always try to envision – my clients um, traveling the way I like to travel, and sometimes, um, sometimes it's not to that extent. But I always try to say, you know, if I was traveling, I would want to be a little bit outside of the the main square, so to speak. I want to be able to experience something what the locals experience. So that's what that's we do. That's the with way the I like to travel. Love it. I absolutely love it. I knew we were going to have a connection immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that that's fantastic. So what? It, when is the best time to go? Is it year round? Is Portugal a great place year round? You know, from a climate standpoint, um, it, it's certainly a lot warmer than here, um, meaning here in the East Coast. And it's, and it's comparable to the West Coast of uh, California, the, the weather uh, there throughout the year. So if you if you have uh, people listening in on from the West Coast, it, it, definitely the weather is very similar. What I would suggest is from a, um, a pricing standpoint and also from being able to experience things a little bit less crowded because the, the summer months tend to be busier, the June, right. July, August, and that's, I think, typical with most of Europe, um, tends to be very busy. So my what we always recommend, if possible, is the April through early June and then September through November. Okay. Those are the top, uh, the two top, um, I'd say, months or um, to travel because they give you uh, great weather still, very, very um, beautiful weather. You know, the uh, city of Lisbon, which is the capital, um, has on average over 300 days of sunny weather. This is on average. So, mm-hmm. And it, it is uh, duly uh, noted everywhere so people can Google it. It is, you know, you have sun. The odds of you having a sunny day in Lisbon are very good. Um, but as far as, you know, being able to experience it without fighting large crowds, 
that's what I would suggest those uh, that time of year to people right. to travel. Okay. That's good. So are you seeing a typical type of client or are you across the board, everyone wants to travel with you guys? Well, you know, being destination experts, you know, we, we specialize in destinations. So we get a lot of different requests. I, I would say our typical um, uh, profile of a client, the people that usually come and find us, is people that really want to experience um, the beyond the destination, sort of the different experiences. You know, on, the, on our website, digressvacations.com, you will see that we have a page for experiences. So we, we're very big into, you know, going into, we have something I, I failed to mention before, which is home-hosted meals. We do home-hosted meals. Ooh. We do culinary workshops. So we try to provide those experiences. So we actually have a lot of customers that come and look for that because they want to do more than just go to the Algarve and be on the beach for, for 10 right. days. Or they just want to go more, do more than go to Lisbon and do the, the, the city tour. They want to be able to experience the surroundings. They want to be able to um, uh, have lunch at St. George Castle, which is overlooking the city. Uh, they want to be able to spend a couple of nights in um, in a, a palace in Sintra, which is known as the most romantic city in uh, in Portugal, or one of the paradores in Spain, or be able to attend a, um, a bullfight in uh, in Seville. Right. So, those are things that uh, are hard to find unless you have somebody that specializes in those countries. Got um, it. You know, you know, in retrospect, for example, if, if somebody came to me and wanted to do something in Italy, I certainly know Italy, but I'm no expert in Italy. So I would definitely recommend them to somebody who can give them that sort of experience mm-hmm. and connection there. Nice. Very nice. So are there any um, promotions or items that you want to mention that uh, for the end of 2017 or or a tour coming up for 2018 that you want sure. you want to promote real right now yeah there's there's actually a few on uh, one of the items that uh, we do every year that's very popular and I think that more and more people nowadays are actually looking for something to do for New Year's. And we have a ah. tour uh, for New Year's in Madeira, the island of Madeira, which is known as the Pearl of the Atlantic. It's a, it's a subtropical island off the coast of Morocco, which is also part of Portugal. And it's a beautiful itinerary, and um, it offers you an amazing uh, experience for New Year's because if you are from outside the West Coast, you're probably freezing <laughs> in, uh, in New Year's. So you're going there, and you actually be able to uh, spend New Year's in shorts and, and, and short sleeves and be able to go to the pool. And we include several tours on that package to be able to see the island, which is very beautiful. And then we have the New Year's Gala event included and then spectacular fireworks uh, that have been rated one of the top firework displays in the world. So if people uh, look into Madeira or Google uh, fireworks in Madeira, they'll know. And and that that firework display attracts millions of people alone. Uh, There's a lot of people that go to Madeira, uh, especially from Europe, for the fireworks. And there actually are cruise lines that include uh, Madeira as a port of call just for the New Year's display. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It's definitely. We have a lot of fun every year. Um, we've done this tour now since since we've started. So this will be our fifth uh, New Year's tour, and every year it just uh, you know we have, we have a blast. You know we have um, uh, eleven meals included. We have again all the transfers, uh, airfares included out of Boston, um, and it's a very very inviting price point. Yeah, it really is. It's that's that's is really good, and and like. 
all of your tours start out of Boston and include air out of Boston, which is nice. Yep. So all we have to yep. do from Texas is get from Texas to Boston. I love Boston. My son went to Berkeley in Boston. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, College so, of music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in music. In fact, he's on uh, Norwegian Cruise Line right now as an entertainer nice. in the Mediterranean. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need to get him to come to uh, Portugal with me. That, you do, maybe, definitely. Maybe that's what we do as a family. He would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it. I've got one more question for you today, and that is, what's on your bucket list since you've traveled so extensively? Sure. So it's a great, you know, I've I've done quite a bit of traveling, um, and I've been lucky enough to, to have seen some great places. You know, um, the last 18 months I've been to Cuba, Iceland, but really, my place that I've been meaning to go and and haven't really been able to is um, Montenegro. You know, ah. um, it's it's not one of those places that kind of stand out uh, I right. think in, in the books. Uh, but that's the kind of traveler I am. I think it's just I, I'm very attracted to those um, kind of remote, off the beaten yeah. path kind of destinations. And I just mm-hmm. I, I, every time I see something, I just it just amazes me the beauty of the of the region. And um, you know, I, I read more and more about the history of it and, and how it relates to the whole European history. So I'm really uh, fascinated by it. I, I hope to get there real soon. Very soon. Isn't it hard when you work in this business to stay home? <laughs> it's very hard. I was telling, um, you know, I just got back from a trip about, you know, five days ago, and uh, somebody asked me, um, you know, when's your next, when, when are you going on vacation? What do you do? I said, you know, usually I just lounge in my backyard. You know, I just, right. uh, you know, I, I think mowing the lawn is a vacation for me these days, just because it's some time on my own without a, without my, uh, uh, my phones and emails, just, just kind yeah. of me and, uh, and, and the sound of the, the, the engine cutting the grass. So. That's good. That we I know we had we kind of do the same thing being in this business and then uh, you know the networking that I have to do um on a weekly basis uh from my business perspective and we we have tried to create our own little oasis in our backyard. We have a pool. We have some yeah. palm trees and so there you, go. you know when we are disconnecting we go out there and listen to some music and pretend like we're we've we've put our backyard in the middle of some other destination that's great. yeah no, i know <laughs> i don't have a pool which is something that i definitely want to change in the next few years but that that would be that would be my oasis as well right now yeah just, uh, just trying to you know trying to cut the grass and uh, just do all the all the lawn work um just kind of that decompresses a little bit and uh, and as you said you know it helps me disconnect a little bit Yeah. Relax, rejuvenate and reconnect is my saying. Thank you, Marco, so much for joining us and telling us all about your fabulous company. I'm getting excited about the Portugal region. That's kind of been that's one of my top bucket lists. And um, I think because I used to read a lot of the romance novels Ah, and Portugal was always mentioned and i'm waiting for um i guess my husband's gonna have to be the the white knight that takes me away to portugal <laughs> but i'm gonna get there well, very very soon <laughs> great yeah yeah no we i think we'd love to have you there and i think you you and your husband would, would love it so and thank you for the opportunity obviously. absolutely well we're gonna take a quick break and um this is your bucket list buster i'll see you in a minute Hey there, this is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster, and you've asked for it, so we are accommodating. 
I've been asked to put together some bucket list buster destinations and trips for 2018. So here is the additional one for this week. We are doing the Danube Delights River Cruise. That's right, we're going to Eastern Europe on Emerald Waterways, May the 12th, 2018. If you're a history buff or an amateur photographer, a culinary aficionado ready to see the heart of Eastern Europe's cathedrals and castles, then this trip is for you. Eight days, Budapest to Nuremberg. Pricing starting for th from $3,095 per person. $500 deposit is due by August the 30th. And guess what? Airfare starting at $495. If you get a suite, is complimentary. I did say that. And if you make your final payment by October the 31st, we'll take another $200 off per person just for being with your bucket list buster. So join us. Final payment is due February the 25th and you can get the rest of that information at peakscruisestours.com forward slash river cruise. If you're looking for Alaska next year, we're doing Alaska on the Norwegian Pearl June the 3rd and we're also doing sandals in Barbados couples only July the 5th through the 12th. So if you're looking for a destination, want to travel with your bucket list buster, we've got other trips coming down the pike for you guys that you're going to find out about on next week's show. But this is where we're starting. So go to Facebook.com, your bucket list buster, and see what trips we have available. Find out what it takes for you to get your deposit to hold your space. And then let's start talking about where we're headed next year. This is your bucket list buster. And I'll talk to you in a minute. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster, and I'm back. I'm running over time and I don't care. We're just going to have to start extending this show because I've got some things for you from the wireless traveler. Some, you know, I like to do some apps and technology tips that are related to travel and telecom Thursday tips from the wireless traveler my friends over there this one was just too good to let it go so we have one of our topics of all today travel accessories the folks over at wireless traveler through 10 years of serving corporate and leisure travels have compiled their own list of must-have accessories for travel whether you are traveling internationally or domestically these ideas will keep you stress-free and able to enjoy your well-deserved vacation you know I'm all about stress-free so even on a business trip. So the WT Smart Band. Did you ever wonder how many calories you were effortlessly burning while you were rambling the streets of Europe? The perfect solution. Wireless Traveler Smart Band keeps track of your steps, vibrates to wake you up in the morning, checks your heart rate, and even lets you know when you have a call or a message. It's the perfect travel companion and will help even you find your phone. Stay fit, track all your calories, burn with burned while you're enjoying Europe or anywhere else for that matter and even when you get back home that the WT smart band goes for $49.99 the wireless sim card adapter for those of our listeners who are a little more techie not me I'm not one of those and love the challenge if you want to add an additional sim card to your iPhone without removing your regular sim card the wireless sim card adapter is just the thing the size of a credit card. It is compatible with international and local SIM cards and I can be used with iPhones and iPads. That's the wireless SIM card adapter, $69.99. The
the wireless magnetic earbuds now this is something i need don't you just hate when you get a brand new pair of earbuds and leave them in the front seat of the plane you'll never lose your earbuds again with the wireless traveler magnetic earbuds these cushion earbuds have magnetic earbud closure volume control and microphone Playtime is up to four hours, perfect for those long international flights and for Wi-Fi calling on the Wireless Traveler app. Even great for the gym. Those run for $14.99. The all-in-one wall and car charger. How many of those do we need? A lot, don't we? The compact all-in-one wall and car charger has four USB ports. That's four USB ports to charge your devices and comes with adapters to work in your hotel, car, or home. It features a rapid charge that works both domestically and overseas. And if you need a local country adapter for Europe, China, or Australia, Wireless Traveler supplies those for a few dollars as well. This adapter is $24.99. The Travel Battery Charger with LED Flashlight. Now, who doesn't need another flashlight? My husband would have flashlights all over the place. If you have ever found yourself running low on phone battery and no place to charge, you will appreciate the 2600 megahertz mega MAH portable rapid charger. It is the size of a lipstick holder and comes with the LED flashlight, the perfect combination of convenience and safety. It works with both Androids and iPhones. And watch this space, all of you fashionistas listening today as Wireless Traveler is about to launch their multicolor mighty purse and wristlet range so you can charge your purse right from your handbag amazing those wireless travelers are doing it aren't they $14.99 for the flashlight multi-country electric travel plug adapter last but not least we love the multi-country travel adapter so you don't need to buy different plugs for every country you travel to this is perfect for business as one month you may be in asia and the next in south america the middle east or europe all in one the compact multi-country plug adapter handles every country you visit you can safely plug in all your electrical devices around the world as the adapter features a surge protection safety shutter and power indicator light and with this compact size, it won't take up much room in your luggage. And for all our travel advisors listening today, these accessories make such a great and thoughtful gift to your clients. So go ahead and visit wirelesstraveler.com for more information and click on accessories using a promo code travel for a 10% discount on all products and services. We hope you enjoyed listening today and can't wait to meet up with you again next Thursday. That's why I chose the Wireless Traveler as our tech trend travel devices of the week. They are amazing. Well, guys, once again, I have run out of time. I'm doing this more and more often. That just means we got a lot to talk about and a whole lot of things we need to see. Well, this is all we've got time for. Remember to subscribe to your Bucket List Buster or leave a comment. Please subscribe. Next week, we'll have The Traveling Teacher. It's never too late to start traveling. Ruth Medlin is a successful business consultant that helps entrepreneurs and managers become more successful in their careers and companies. The plan strategically in leadership, employee engagement, and meeting facilities. And guess what? She's discovering the world. She's catching up on destinations she didn't get to travel to when she was young. 
Paris is her favorite destination of all time. This is your bucket list buster. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. Your bucket list buster is here to help you start living your dream. Visit me on Facebook, like me on Instagram, and post some of your pictures. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found some resources in today's show that excites your travel juices, provided you some valuable information for your next trip, and gave you permission to take time off and have some fun someplace in the world. This is your bucket list buster, Karen Duncan. I'll see you guys next week.